can I, can we move wherever they live so that I can hang out with Seth Meyers and you can hang out with Ethan Hawk yeah. and then we can all hang out together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live next to Ethan Hawk and, and if I, so it's funny, the last, um, I guess we're not talking about anything. We should probably say what we're talking about and then we can come back to it. Huh? What are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> we're going to talk about Ethan Hawk. Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. I'm interested in talking about, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to call it a sacred space because it's easy to call it just a creative space. And, and that's helpful because people, including me, picture something specific when I think about a creative space. It just depends on what the thing is that you're creating. My my dad has <laughs> my dad has in his basement at his uh, in in this house in Utah. There's one room down there that it's a bedroom and it's just converted into a massive quilting room. And he has all these blocks and squares and everything all put into different cat. Like it's so orderly. It looks like like you're walking into I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't even know the right way to, it's like a museum or like a, like a library, like a Dewey decimal card catalog type of thing. And just these blocks and everything. And then the big table, this is laid out and there's an ironing board and it's all set up. And, and for him, that's the, the creative space on putting those things together. But I, I keep coming across people talking about um, artists talking about this and, and, crafters, artisans, even business owners, small business owners, that they have a particular space that they go to or that they make to create. And so I was curious, um, I guess, to, to, to start off, and I had a, um, something related to Ethan Hawke. I was going to talk about Ethan Hawke every single time now. We're just going to bring up Ethan Hawke. And then maybe, maybe we can talk to him one day. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would he probably would come on the show. I would hyperventilate. That would be like getting Tom Waits on the show. It would be, <laughs> it would be hilarious. No, do you, I, we've never talked about this. So I'm, I'm curious, do you have spaces like that, that you've been able to set up or to dedicate as this is my space? Like, and I don't mean, no, I do mean that this is the space where I make shit. This is where I go after I've had my coffee in the morning and I sit down and intention wise, this is, this is where I do stuff. Like, like last week we talked about that with, with, well, last week, I don't know how, when this will air, but we talked about this with Michael Burke from TikTok and that idea of like, you set up a time and that's when you make stuff. Well, do you also set up a space and that's where you make stuff? Are you asking if I have that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm asking. Are you asking? I'm asking everybody and we're just going to sit and wait for a reply. And we're going to wait. So everybody will wait until we get your responses. I know you have like a sacred shirt that you wear. It has little cherries on it, <laughs> which is what you're wearing right now. That is not true. Mm -hmm. I, I was actually just reading something the other day that was talking about how people 
how important it is for people to get out of their office or out of their daily routine spaces, places that they are often and go somewhere else because it does help with your creativity. It helps shift your mind to put you in a creative space Mm -hmm. when you're doing work. I have my off, like I have my home office that in my mind, I dream of it being very gorgeous and beautiful. It looks, it looks pretty gorgeous and beautiful. It's very functional. It's, it's more functional than it is gorgeous and beautiful, but I envision it with just for some reason, there's a lot of white and puffy pillows and very girly, but this, but my, my, my home office is obviously my space where I feel I can sit and really dedicate to doing the work. But I also, I love being outside. So for me, if I really want to start writing and I need to kind of get out of the clutter, because my office has a lot of things in here. So it allows me to procrastinate and pick up a book or start writing in my journal or something other than sitting down to do the work that I want to do. So I will go outside on my, I have a you know, small little porch and I go outside. Fortunately, I live in South Florida. So sometimes it's super hot, which I don't mind. And sometimes it's gorgeous out. So I do enjoy being outside. And I feel like just being out in nature really helps me to do that. There's also this little bench. So I live on the intercoastal. So I get to walk outside and I often will just go out there and take a walk or something before Mm -hmm. I Especially well, if I and what's in what's intercoastal? It's like a a river. Is that what it is? No, it's a waterway. Like it's down, a, it's a waterway. It's a waterway. It's not a river. It's a waterway. It's the ocean. It's salt water. Yeah, it's okay. yes. It's not the ocean. It's not the ocean. No. Wait. Okay. I don't live on the ocean. Well, no. I mean, I mean the waterway. At, at, never mind. It doesn't matter. You live on a waterway. I live and in it, a waterway. It's like a beautiful waterway. And it's beautiful. And there's boats. There's lots of boats and things. Anyway, so I will go outside and take a walk. And there is this bench. <laughs> and there's this bench. And I will... I'll, I feel like an old lady sometimes because I will just take my journal and I'll go sit out on this bench and just look out on the water. And I'll just have my journal or I'll put my earbuds in and listen to music or I'll... Or sometimes I'll go out there and sit on and just sit there and and meditate or something. So those are my kind of three different areas. I'm either in my office if I need to create, I'm outside on my porch, or I go outside, take a little walk, and then I sit on my bench. At the waterway. At the waterway. Wait, why does that make you an old lady or make you feel like an old lady? Because it makes me laugh because sometimes I I will intentionally go out there with nothing because I always feel like I have to be doing something. I have to be listening to a podcast or I have to be reading or I have to be writing or journaling. I have to be doing something. And so sometimes I just need to clear my head and I go out there and I sit on the bench and I look out onto the water and it just makes me feel like I'm this old woman that's just like, I'm just looking out into the water. (laughs) I like that that's that's an old woman thing. I know that it's not, but for me, I guess because I'm just, 
constantly going and doing well uh, also i live in florida right so there's lots of old lot women of looking older, out at the water there's, a, there's older people that live around here and many that live in the building that i live in and so maybe that's just the reason why i feel like it's an older woman thing anyway those are my spaces i don't have a whole oh this is my yeah i don't have anything I feel like you'll come up with, I have to light this candle three times no, and spin no. around. I, and <laughs> I, uh, I, I want that. Well, not to light a candle three times and spin around. <laughs> no, I'm in a, I, I'm in a new place. But even previous places, I, I, I have a really strong feeling that that would be healthy for me. Um, to have that space just by default. Like right now I'm, I'm talking to you. It's, I mean, I've got a really big table. I, I like big, I like meaty tables. Like you can do damage on them, you know? And um, I've got that, but that's where everything's set up. So the, my computer is here and, and microphone is here and everything's here. Cause I'm kind of new to the house. I've only been here a few months and, and right next to this room, this room is totally open and there's a, the, like the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen is all really open, and there's brick all the way down one. So even though I'm not in a warehouse studio kind of place, I'm in a house um, in a neighborhood in in Phoenix. It feels like when people see it on video and things, they're like, "Oh wow, he's in a loft or he's in a something because of all the brick and everything." But right next to this room is a big open room and and then the walkway to it is totally open i'm going to i think put barn doors on or something like that but it's just wide wide open it used to be the carport and they converted it into this big room and i'm like that that room i think needs to be that or i want it to be that i have a shed outside i've got some ac out there and i could go out i could go out to the shed and do but that that seems more like the hey i'm going to do i don't know pottery or like sculpting or something and it's nice it's part of an old railway car you know like the shed is and it's a good place to go in and i went in there and you know did some spray painting on canvas and huffed a lot of fumes or whatever and then came back inside but like but i I, i've always wanted that kind of space because usually what would happen growing up my sacred spaces or my my creative spaces the theater was really really big um to to the point that even now because it was so formative i haven't i haven't performed on stage in that way in more than 20 years but if i go to a show or i walk into a theater something turns on in my brain just instantly turns on in my brain and and it's the smell of the theater it's the the dust and the makeup and the lights or something, right? There's something about it, especially when you end up backstage or you're in a green room, something, something flips. Cause that was a creative, one of my first really serious creative spaces. Like this is where you go to work and, and you go to work on things that are, are creative that you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're putting a dent into the world and doing this type of stuff. But outside of that, I, um, I would turn other businesses into the creative spaces. And I don't think that that works long-term. So it would be the coffee shop or for a little while, Denny's 
was my creative space. No way. Yeah. I've drunk so much bad coffee out of brown mugs. Oh like, my gosh. So good. And I would use those as those spaces, but they were never, they were never, um, well, I guess they're yours, but they were never mine. And so I have this, I like, I, I've always admired and um, been impressed by uh, anybody, artists, writers, entrepreneurs, that managed to create that sort of a space. Cause it's like if, if I were able to create a space that felt the same way as when I walked into a theater, then every day, you know, you, you wake up, I come out, I go for a walk. I take Stella to the dog park. I, you know, make some phone calls. I look at TikTok, whatever it is. And, and then I get home, I, I eat some eggs, I drink some coffee. And then I just pass through the threshold. Like once you're into the threshold, it's like that sigh. And then you're like, all right, let's get to work all right, it's time to do, you know, whatever it is that you're working on. And it doesn't have to be studio art or something like that. So I don't know if that's, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to, you know what I should do is just take pictures of it and I'll send it to you. And then you'll tell me how to, it's totally empty. Like it's completely empty, right? There's two bicycles that's in there and so a skateboard funny. and that's it. It's just one big empty room. My kids say, Ooh put a Murphy bed in there and a pool table. I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> Murphy bed. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah. That's what they want in there. But I don't know. Have you met other people that have, I guess I'm just looking for inspiration and maybe that's why I'm selfishly like, let's talk about spaces. Like, have you met or been in other people's spaces like that? Well, I think it's interesting. Cause as you were talking, I was thinking, it's a mindset thing. I feel like when I read about writers talking about their process or how they work and they talk about getting up and going into their office. And in my mind, I do envision it's a glamorous office <laughs> and they sit and they have their coffee and it's, it's very, it's just very romantical, right? Like it's this, it's like a movie. Yeah. That's yeah. how I envision it. I envision them sitting down and the words just flow and it's just everything is perfect. And I feel like that's an excuse to try to get to that perfect place. Mm. Like even someone who goes and is working on wood or pottery or whatever, their space is their quote unquote sacred space. I bet it's messy. I bet there's lots of things that they would want to do to make it better. Oh yeah. But no, yeah. We say sacred space, but I think a lot of them Roald Dahl wrote in a shack and it looked like hell, but he would wake up and walk out there every single day and sit down and write. And it was and not, that's what it, it wasn't was. pretty. It, yeah. That's what it is. It is. Oh, I forget who was, who I forget what writer was away on. Oh my gosh. It's going to kill me that I don't remember what writer it is, but they had to write in their they were away, they were away on vacation with the family and he had to the only place that he could go right was the laundry room and he was sitting in the laundry room getting his words out and writing and that was the only place for him and so one of my girlfriends said she she's like I have to thank Panera Bread because I wrote my book at Panera Every morning she would go to Panera, get a coffee, sit down and do the work. 
And so when I think about spaces, I often just feel like it's the mindset. So as you were saying, you walk through the threshold. It's almost like that triggers your brain. Your brain knows it's time to get to work. So whatever that space is, but I do feel like having a dedicated space that does make you feel a certain way or evoke the emotions like you were talking about when you walk into the theater. Mm -hmm. I think that is like I like you. I love a good coffee shop, right? Like finding a cute, not a Starbucks, a cute, (laughs) a cute, you know, local business. And but there's there's some glamour to that. Because I feel like I'm sitting and I feel more creative. I feel like I'm looking around at other people that might be working on something interesting and cool. And maybe I get to talk to them. And so there's other pieces that I feel like inspire me. Even when I worked at the co-working space, there was a co-working space that I was part of. And it was really fun. The space was cool. It just spaces have energy. Right. So like you walk into a Starbucks, there's a certain energy. You walk into a co-working space, much different type of energy. And so I think finding spaces that have really great energy. And I think there are ways to create that type of energy in your home, in your space with the things that you love, the things that do inspire you. One thing that that I that I have been doing that honestly has definitely changed my world over the past month or so. Yeah. So every morning, not every, pretty much every morning, I, after I work out, my gym now has an infrared sauna. Oh, that's and right. Yeah. I have been yeah. going into the infrared sauna for at least 10 minutes. And the whole point, the whole point is to go in there for at least 10 minutes and meditate because I wasn't really doing it on my own. So I kind of tricked my brain because I'm like, well, the infrared sauna is actually good for your muscle recovery and it it has other benefits. But I go in there, I turn on some like meditative music Mm -hmm. and I just sit there and I meditate. And it has really helped my mind. Yeah. So that's become kind of a sacred space for me because I... Well, sometimes I allow me if I do it for longer than 10 minutes, I will bring in a journal or or something and and write. Sometimes I do my quote unquote morning pages in there mm-hmm. if I'm going to be in there a long time. But for, for only 10 minutes, I really try to just make it a space for thinking and meditating. And so that's been fun. I have a, a, a kind of a woo woo idea. <gasps> what is it? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. <laughs> Okay, it's going to sound really far out there, but if you'll do it with me, I'll do it. Are you going to come to Florida? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Or I'm going to come to Arizona. By the way, uh, both of those are are woo-woo ideas as well. Uh, (laughs) Probably more the Florida one, man. What? Intercontinent. Wait, what's it called again? Intercontinental. No, what was Intercoastal. it called? Intercoastal. Intercoastal. Sorry, I was like inter- intercontinental. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the accent that like Catherine Hepburn? That was trans transcontinental. No. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? What? Catherine Hepburn and like uh Cary Grant. Like, you know the accent in those old timey movies where they don't enunciate their R's at the end? When she'll say like playa 
or Fita. <laughs> and all their T's are like, t- t- like I can't do it or else I would. They sound like, uh, like Mr. and Mrs. Howell on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> like it's this affectation and the way they spoke and they were taught to speak that way. And it was, I guess, and this could be totally wrong and hearsay. And I saw it on YouTube. And of course, everything on YouTube is real and true. But it was a, uh, it was meant to be a sort of like a, a an Eastern U.S. Western Great Britain, like a, sort of an in between England and and America kind of accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If I come to Florida, then you have to watch old timey movies. I'll watch old timey movies. Oh, that's that's fantastic. No, Why I not? the the woo my woo woo idea. Oh, I was burping during my woo woo idea. That's what happens <laughs> when I think about woo woo ideas. Uh, no, my woo woo idea is actually um, like dedicating a space, and I don't mean dedicating me. You don't do anything else there, but I mean that you. Like you said, an intention, like you write something specifically for your space and you read that in the space. Like people will smudge. Have you ever smudged a place before? Do you know what that is? No. Oh, or they take like. I've staged a place. Yeah, that... that's that's smudging. That's a smudge stick. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So All right. You go through and like, I mean, like I'm doing it with my hand, how you like sort of like <laughs> move the, move the, uh, I don't know, the, oh, the I smoke. You're supposed to put it in. I did it before I moved in here. I you have to put it in all the corners of the so house. You, al- you already did, uh, but you like you you. Uh, so why did you do it? I did it for because it's supposed to clear the space of negative energy, and yeah. so I did it before I moved in. Yeah. So you already you, like you already did it. I, I guess that's what I'm saying is is coming up with a way or even just words that you would say to to somebody. It's like okay, this is the space. And they repeat those words. You say those words. It's like you're praying in that space. Like that becomes your little creative temple space. And if that's at a Starbucks or at a Panera or someplace else, I would, I would, I think that that's amazing. But I, I, like, I'm interested to know one, if anybody's ever done that before. And two, if, if, if people would be willing to do that, like, what do you, what do you say? I would love to walk into that room next to me. That's why I'm saying it's woo woo. I would love to be able to walk into that room next to me and then just say, what are you going to say? I don't know. Like whatever the, whatever the creative space, like, like mantra. Yeah. Or like it's a dedication. You know, they do that with churches. Like we dedicate this space to the blah, blah, blah. And gathering the 12 tribes of Israel. I don't know, but they say like something, right. When they dedicate a space. So I could, I could dedicate the space to something. Yeah, no, I sound like Sean Penn now. I'm going off the deep end. I'm like, <laughs> Ethan Hawke would support this decision. I think I so. Yeah, I think that I, I yeah, I, I think that he would. Yeah, for sure. Because he's all about creativity. And I honestly, I feel like it's what you're talking about is it's in your head, right? Like if you, if all you had to do was dedicate a space by creating that ritual or that space clearing your head, making room for you to deliver on your craft, on your art. And if saying those things put you in that state to get there, amazing. Yeah, I think that it, uh, yeah, I think that it does. And the physical location of it does in some way, 
because it's like the same as making your bed in the morning. Like yeah. you're, you're not going to work. I mean, it might be, it might be, you know, I don't know, dirty or have paint splatters or I don't know, lots of stacks of papers, but the recommendation is always, you know, keep, keep a space that works. And so don't let it get out of control. Don't let it turn into a nightmare. Like treat it with respect, whatever the space is, but it doesn't need to be gleaming white with fluffy pillows, but it should be, it should be. (laughs) That's why don't you feel so good when you throw so many things away, when you get rid of the clutter, you throw it all away. You it's you Marie Kondo, your your place. You just get rid of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can, I can feel it like right now I, I could, I could probably shift some energy in my office right now because I have kind of stacks of notebooks. I've got some books up here. I have like a lot of stuff going on Yeah, and I, you feel it. So if I went, when I get, when I remove all this stuff, it gets clearer. I don't, I mean, I have a lot more space on my desk. I already feel much better to sit down and work. Mm-hmm. My office is my office is always that way at my office is very um, I don't keep a lot of things on my desk. I don't keep papers around oh, I like always, at, your, at your day job. You keep it yeah. really, really clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clutter free. There's not a lot of stuff going on. I don't through things that I just did. Yeah. In high school, I, I didn't even know that I liked theater until I got up. I got up on stage to do improv with. um with this other guy who I think he became a, I don't know, like a senior executive developer manager, something at Microsoft. Like this guy did not take the theater track, but I got up on stage with him um, to do improv. And we, we just played really, really well off of each other. And everybody was roaring, like just laughing in the audience. It was one of those, one of those situations, one of those improv games where people will yell freeze, and then go up and replace one of the actors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, and then do it again. Uh, well, once we were up there, people stopped saying freeze. They just wanted to watch nice, like uh, sparkling water. What's up? Um, Cheers. Oh, right on the same one. Yeah. And I've got and then and then stacked over here. I don't know whether or not in my in my bathroom. I've got like uh, like pill bottles. Uh, seriously, I look like like Charles Bukowski, like downhill, like he's just not going to oh, make it out. Get it together. I know I've got, I have a, I have an Uber Eats bag over there from McDonald's. Uh, Cause I got French fries last night, like at 10 o'clock. Yeah. I'm a mess. Well, and I guess I, maybe that's why I'm interested in talking about the spaces only because I know that it affects me so much, not just spaces, but routine yes. and habit, but the space really creates that. And I've, I've, I mean, you can buy books that just show you other people's creative spaces. And I don't think that it's just an excuse because they don't keep changing them. Like once they're built, they're built. They go there, they go, they, they do the work. Like once a year, they think about doing something different or using a different desk or whatever it is. But once it's up and going, that becomes a space that you, you walk into, you go into. And you're right. Like some people rent a, a place, they they get something, a co-op space, they have a shed in the backyard, whatever it is. But I do think that there's some serious power to it. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that, especially for people that are creating at home to have that disconnect between 
this is the kitchen, this is the living room. When you don't have that, it becomes everything gets meshed together, mm-hmm. especially because so many people are working from home now. It yeah. does, it's almost overwhelming because you could be working all the time. You could be doing things all the time that you're not allowing your like what's it what's it what's it doing? Is the ice melting? Is it getting is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Why am I doing it? Like those types of things. And unless you turn it into just a I do it just because it makes me happy, which is a good thing, I think. Or if there's a if there's a result or something that you're working towards, do you do you have the faith and can you get the encouragement from other people to to keep to keep doing it, like keep, keep going, keep, keep making that happen. And I think there are a lot of people that that happens in so many different ways in their lives. For me and my experience, you know, if you're, uh, if you're just wrestling, if you're wrestling with your past or you're going through COVID like the rest of us through a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic where you get up every morning and you're like, no, I've got to get to the point where I feel comfortable again. I've got to get to the point where I'm creating again. I've got to get to the point of, that when somebody recommends reps to do, you know, create a, uh, 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 you do this, I do this, where it's really, really healthy to have a, a routine, a daily ritual, like things that you do or a weekly ritual. That when somebody says to you, Kate, I promise that if you do this, um, you'll see results. And the results might not be exactly, exactly what you want. You're going to do it in your own way but that you'll see results. And so then you keep doing it um, in order to see, see the results. And so reading that and going over that was just so helpful that you, you've got people that want to be writers or want to be artists or want to own a business or want to, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, yeah, you're going to be turning up the temperature and yeah, you're going to think, and when I say you, I mean me, probably when I say this, you, 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 I'm like, Sean, you think, you know, you turn up the temperature, you think, yeah, the ice should melt. Yeah. Something should happen. And then nothing does. And you put in so much effort to turn up the temperature and you're like, all right, well, I guess we're going to turn it up another degree. <laughs> See if something happens, uh, especially for business owners. I'm working with a guy now that that's the case. You know, he thinks there's no way I'm going to make it. I, I, I'm the, I can't pay anybody else. It's only me. He's running a coffee shop by himself. Mm. So running the entire coffee shop has no employees. I'm like, dude, you're going to have to hire an employee and it's going to be hard. And you're going to have to figure out all the stuff that goes with that, but you're going to have to turn up the temperature. And then he's like, oh, well, well then that will mean that I'll break even or that will mean I'm like, probably not. You know, you're going to have to turn up, you're going to have to turn it up again. Um, and, um, and have this, I think that's where some of the, the, you know what? It's always, for me, in my opinion, it's always faith that comes in because we're each so unique that, Kate, I would trust you. If you told me what to do to work out based off of your experience and your guns on your arms and your like ripped Wonder Woman back, I would trust, <laughs> I would trust you if you told me. By the way, why are you not in that movie? I could totally see you on those horses, just like oh my gosh, frodding out there, like with that really cool na 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 soundtrack. <laughs> the um, I would trust what you told me, but because I'm unique, like my body is unique, situation, life, environment, everything else is unique. Even though I've got evidence before my eyes, behold, Kate Pullman, I've got evidence. 
but I would still have to operate on faith that it would work for me and then move forward with something like that. So when somebody says, these are the steps to be successful as an entrepreneur, well, you can follow them, but you're still, you're still acting a little bit on faith that that temperature is going to turn up enough that the ice is going to melt. And I think that's the same with so many things, but I, but beautiful and wonderful. And I, I, that resonated with me so much because it's so easy to get into a wasted effort mindset where you think I've put in so much and it's not working. I've put in so much into, you know, this relationship with my parents and it's not working or I've put in so much into my business or my art or my novel or my poetry or whatever it is. And it's not working. Well, the end result might not be what you want. That's totally possible, but there's, there's zero wasted effort. Like you learned how to turn up the temperature. I think that that's important. You learned how to do that. So I don't know. And I love that. I love that in the, I forget, is it Steve Jobs who said, you you can't connect the dots moving forward, only backward. And there's so much that the things that we've done and the hard work that we put into something, maybe it didn't work out then, but all of those skills, everything that you've collected, everything that you've done, all of that time helped you become the person that you are today. And the things that you're learning and doing today help you to be that person that you want to be five years from now and 10 years from now. And so I find that to be also very inspiring every day when you really look at it from that no wasted effort that there's all, what do we, you know, we say it's always worth it. Doing those things is always worth it. And there's so much of my past or history that I think, I mean, I remember when I had my, my pink little flip cam, remember flip cams? I had a pink (laughs) flip cam and I would bring it to events with me and all the chamber members were like, oh, here we go. Kate's with her flip cam, trying to video everybody. I'm 99% sure I've seen that pink flip cam. You uh, probably have because I have like, well, sometimes I'll even share an old po- photo of it. But it's, I didn't know. Again, social media wasn't a thing back then. And it wasn't the norm. And so me with my pink flip cam, like trying to video everyone it was, it's, it always cracks me up when I think about it, but all of those things helped me to get up on stage, to present, to be on a microphone, to have conversations with individuals. I mean, I was doing those kinds of interviews 15 years ago and it's just interesting to think. And I love that you said faith because I, I think it's true. I think you, we spread the word rate and review and uh kate any final thoughts before i turn off my microphone and camera to make sure that i'm not on facebook live anymore no i'm done i i shared too much (laughs) i shared too much but we're we're appreciative of you so thanks for sticking around wait what was the baby's name you gotta tell us that I don't remember. I don't remember. It was, no, I don't remember. All right. We're going to (laughs) go. Bye.